um, I'd invite you to pray with me. Gracious and holy God, as we prepare uh, to come before your word this day, we ask that your spirit would just be present uh, in our midst, uh, that you would send it to speak to us um, through this word uh, that is alive for us this day. Um, open our hearts um, and our own spirits to receive that which uh, you have uh, to speak into our hearts and lives. Um, God, we are grateful for this chance uh, to be uh, before you, uh, grateful for this chance to be with one another. It's in your name uh, we ask these things. Amen. Our scripture uh, for today comes uh, both from the book of Exodus and from Paul's letter to, first letter to the church in Corinth. Um, let us listen for God's word for us this day um, together. First from Exodus 12. You shall observe the festival of unleavened bread, for on this very day I brought your companies out of the land of Egypt. You shall observe this day throughout your generations as a perpetual ordinance. In the first month, from the evening of the 14th day until the evening of the 21st day, you shall eat unleavened bread. For seven days, no leaven shall be found in your houses. For whoever eats what is leavened shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether an alien or a native of the land. You shall eat nothing leavened. In all your settlements, you shall eat unleavened bread. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. Pharaoh arose in the night, he and all his officials and all the Egyptians, and there was a loud cry in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron in the night and said, Rise up, go away from my people, both you and the Israelites. Go worship the Lord, as you said. Take your flocks and your herds, as you said, and be gone. And bring a blessing on me, too. The Egyptians urged the people to hasten their departure from the land, for they said we shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, with their kneading bowls wrapped up in their cloaks on their shoulders. The Israelites had done as Moses told them. They had asked the Egyptians for jewelry of silver and gold and for clothing, and the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they, they let them have what they asked, and so they plundered the Egyptians. The Israelites journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot besides children. A mixed crowd also went up with them, and livestock in great numbers, both flocks and herds. They baked unleavened cakes of the dough that they had brought out of Egypt. It was not leavened because they were driven out of Egypt and could not wait, nor had they prepared any provisions for themselves. The time that the Israelites had lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of 430 years, on that very day, all the companies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. That was for the Lord a night of vigil, to bring them out of the land of Egypt. 
That same night is a vigil to be kept for the Lord by all the Israelites throughout their generations. And now uh, from 1 Corinthians. Your flip and callous arrogance in these things bothers me. You pass it off as a small thing, but it's anything but that. Yeast, too, is a small thing, but it works its way through a whole batch of bread dough pretty fast. So get rid of this yeast. Our true identity is flat and plain, not puffed up with the wrong kind of ingredient. The Messiah, our Passover lamb, has already been sacrificed for the Passover meal, and we are the unleavened bread, part of the feast. So let's live out our part in the feast, not as raised bread swollen with the yeast of evil, but as flat bread, simple, genuine, unpretentious. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So in this sermon series, we are looking at the festivals God commanded the Israelites to observe, to see what they have to speak into our lives today and the ways they are fulfilled in and through Jesus Christ. The Feast of Unleavened Bread comes on the heels of the Feast of the Passover and is a remembrance of the Israelites stepping into their freedom when Pharaoh finally released them from slavery. As our scripture recounted today, the Israelites had not had time to prepare when their freedom came, and they could not wait once the moment had come, so they had to take their dough before it had time to rise. As they made their way toward freedom, they baked cakes of it along their way into the wilderness that would take them to the land of God's promise for them. Each year, after the one-day feast of Passover, the Israelites were to celebrate a seven-day feast of unleavened bread, where they were to eat nothing with yeast in it, to remember the freedom God gave them and how quickly they needed to step into it in order to realize it. On the first day and the last of those seven, the Israelites were to observe a day of Sabbath, a day where they did not work and gathered together for worship instead. Sabbath rest was a gift God intended for us from the beginning, but it was not one the people of Israel enjoyed under Pharaoh. They were forced to work without rest from their toils seven days a week. The Feast of Unleavened Bread begins and ends with a complete rest from work to help the people of Israel remember the difference between the time of slavery and the time of freedom. The people eat unleavened bread to be reminded that their freedom was not one they won on their own. It was not one they had planned and prepared for. It was a freedom gifted to them by God that they had to step into the moment it was offered. In order to move toward the land of God's promise, they couldn't wait for their bread to rise. They couldn't take the time needed to knead it before baking it. They simply had to follow the moment God cleared the path that led to their freedom. When we think about what the Feast of Unleavened Bread has to speak into our lives today, there is much to which to pay attention. It's so important for us to consider what keeps us from freedom today. 
Not freedom in the same sense as the Israelites escaping slavery under Pharaoh or the slaves of Galveston, Texas, learning of their emancipation back on June 19, 1865. You and I enjoy the most basic kind of freedom over our physical bodies. But as we will find in the New Testament, that does not necessarily mean that we are free. True and full freedom is living our lives just as they were meant to be lived, as God created us to live them. Even though we are physically free, we still can find ourselves enslaved to thoughts and behavior that aren't what God intended for us. Like a small amount of yeast will drastically change the composition of any dough, Paul reminds the church in Corinth that sin Living our lives counter to God's will for us has the power to do the same. So often what is at the root of our sin is a desire to live life on our own terms, for ourselves, in line with our own will. That yeast causes us to live this life for ourselves first and for God and others later, if at all. In extreme cases like that of Pharaoh, or the slave owners in our nation's past, it can cause us to exploit and degrade the life of others in the name of preserving and advancing our own. What results is the destruction of life as it was meant to be all around. Paul warns against this. Warns against us becoming puffed up and arrogant, like bread that has risen because yeast has done its work. Instead, Paul asks us to live as unleavened bread, not swollen by the yeast of pride and self-interest, but instead as people who are simple, genuine, and unpretentious. We see what a life like that looks like in and through Jesus Christ, who came to offer us the freedom that he lived. Jesus continuously invited people to examine their lives, to repent of the things that were counter to God's will, and to follow him as he led them toward the kingdom of God, the land of God's promise for us and for all. Jesus invites the same of us today. Part of why it is so important to gather together, to have time set aside for Sabbath and for worship, why God first commanded it for the Israelites and then for us as well, is so that we can stop and take stock of our lives. We can look back on the month, the week, the day we have just lived and pay attention to what is keeping us from our true freedom. We can spot those grains of yeast, those seeds of self-interest, and invite God to help us sweep out the corners of our lives to cleanse us of them. So that instead of trying to pave our own way in the world, something that too often leads to death-dealing places for us and for others, we can follow our Lord as he leads us toward freedom. So we have already prayed this prayer together to, today, uh, but I want to invite you to join me as I pray it once more with time for silent personal prayer within it. 
Um, and as I do it, um, I'll hold this visual um, where you can see it of the unleavened bread. Holy Lord, just as the smallest amount of yeast can cause bread to rise, the same is true when it comes to our thoughts, our actions, our words. Unkind thoughts, selfish actions, hurtful words have the power to change us, to keep us from becoming who we were meant to be in the world. So Lord, here are our personal prayers of confession this day. Lord, we ask forgiveness for our unkind, selfish, or hurtful thoughts. Lord, we ask forgiveness for our unkind, selfish, or hurtful actions. Lord, we ask forgiveness for our unkind, selfish, or hurtful words. Lord, we ask you to heal any hurt or harm that has come to our neighbor and to us as a result of what we have confessed before you this day. Holy Lord, just as you set the Israelites free from Pharaoh's power in and through your Son, Jesus Christ, you have set us free from sin's power. Help us to live as free people who remember your gift of grace and allow it to cast out anything within us that is counter to your will for us. May we live as humble people, simple, genuine, unpretentious, ready to follow you into freedom. And all God's people said, Amen. <laughs>